0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman and welcome to the December 2014 US quiz. This is December, which means this is the last quiz of the year. It's number 12 out of 12, so we have 10 terrific cases for you, so let's get started. On this first case, I asked the question, what is the cause of this patient's pelvic pain? When you look at the CT, there's an axial and coronal, you see a very vascular mass in the right uh, adnexal region. And you see large vessels tracking upward. This is not a bleed. Endometriosis can cause masses, but not this dense. This is the same density. Look at the patient's femoral artery and vein. It's exactly the same it's not a sarcoma uterine sarcomas can be vascular but this is the same as blood and this is a classic pelvic av malformation pelvic avms can occur with several syndromes but also can occur spontaneously they can be a result of trauma or just um, just be native and uh, that this was one of those this patient had this subsequently embolized these days embolization is the way to go Uh, Doing surgery is just too risky, and embolization tends to work well, though it may take several different embolization attempts. This was a 37-year-old female, and an incidental mass in the region of the pancreas was seen, and the question is, what is it? If you describe the lesion, it's well-defined, water density, homogeneous. There's no enhancement, there's no nodularity, and there's no septations. And although all the things I listed from IPMN to cystic neuroendocrine tumor to mucinous cystic neoplasm to lymphoepithelial cyst are all cystic lesions, and you would consider all of them, this lesion appears to be arising off the pancreas but eccentric. IPMNs are within the gland or central duct. Neuroendocrine tumors have some rim enhancement. MCMs are centrally located. This is so exophytic. This was, and the best diagnosis is, a lymphoepithelial cyst of the pancreas. Just a very, very nice example. This is an interesting case. This is a patient with colon cancer. And the patient has soft tissue masses coming off the skin. And I asked you what the best diagnosis is. And I have to admit, there are nodes in the inguinal zones, and there's some soft tissue nodules, which you can see very nicely on the 3D as well as on the axials. And the truth is, this could be a melanoma. And this could be a squamous cell carcinoma. It's too much for skin tags with the nodes. But since I gave you the history of colon cancer, this was biopsy-proven metastatic colon cancer to the skin and subcutaneous tissues. A very unusual finding, but I actually saw three cases in the last three months. So I'm putting this there to do two things. One, to tell you it occurs, and two, to tell you to look at the skin and subcutaneous tissues, because it may be one of the sites of disease. We notice this from PET-CT, some of the lesions that are positive on PET and are missed on CT are lesions in the skin or subcutaneous tissues because people tend not to look there. This is a 40-year-old female and when we look at the CT, there's two different sets of images, a 2D and a 3D showing a large cystic lesion, distal body and tail of pancreas with multiple septations. What could this be? Well, when I look at it, and it's that large, I'm thinking cirrhosis adenoma, which this is. Now, mucinous cystic neoplasms can occur in 40-year-old females, but they're usually well-defined cystic lesions. And could this be a cystic neuroendocrine tumor? I guess theoretically, but usually those lesions are vascular. And this is no way an IPMN. If this was an IPMN, you have the worst dysplasia, and you would see a dilated pancreatic duct. A large cystic lesion with multiple cystic components Without dilated duct, very classic for serous adenoma. Most commonly, serous adenomas are seen in the head of the pancreas, but many are seen in the body or tail, as this case indeed was. The most likely diagnosis in this case... Well, when you look carefully the stomach is well distended when you get to the antrum of the stomach you see diffuse thickening there's a soft transition there are also nodes present in the celiac nodal chain there's also stranding around the stomach this is a classic example of gastric now you ask the question could this be lymphoma lymphoma uh... b-cell lymphoma usually it's bulkier but in theory it could be but with the nodal spread and the size of the nodes, you got to be thinking gastric adenocarcinoma. And this was a signet ring variety of gastric adenocarcinoma. Just a very, very nice example. Now, this patient was sent to us uh, for pancreatic cancer. And when you look quickly, particularly the axials, it looks like a pancreatic mass, maybe the onset process. But when you look at the coronal display, you see an enhancing lesion that literally is inseparable from the third or fourth portion of the duodenum. And perhaps it's pancreas, but if this was pancreas, you should see a dilated of pancreatic duct, which you don't see. And you've got to be thinking, what else could this be? So it could be an adenocarcinoma of the pancreas. And in fact, it could be a neuroendocrine tumor because it is somewhat vascular. And it could be a carcinoid tumor, which is a type of neuroendocrine tumor. But in this case, I think what I wanted you to think of and what this was, was a gist tumor. Now, 100%, I could not call this a gist, but it's something to think about. We've seen a number of gist tumors of the duodenum. They're exophytic, slightly vascular, and simulate a pancreatic mass. So again, I guess a few of these answers would get you part credit. This was a duodenal gist tumor. But, you know, I, can't, I have to admit, I couldn't fight against a neuroendocrine tumor or a carcinoid. But great case, nevertheless. This patient had abdominal pain and fever, and what's the best diagnosis? Multiple mesenteric nodes. Now, I have to admit, I could think about MAI. That gives you mesenteric nodes, but probably not this bulky. And now with stretching of the vessels like we see here. Carcinoid tumor gives you a desmoplastic reaction. Doesn't look like this. TB can look like almost anything. You can get mesenteric nodes. But what then I see is thickening of the jejunum and ileum. And I guess MAI gives you very wet folds, but this is like an infiltrating process. And I guess in the right scenario, I could consider MAI. This was lymphoma. This was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, infiltration of the small bowel and infiltration of the mesentery with large nodes. Again, it's a challenge perhaps, but a very good case and surely a learning and thinking experience. This patient presents with join this and the question, what's the cause? There's a stent in place, and when you look and it, it's especially nicely shown in the coronal views, a bit harder to appreciate, but can be seen in retrospect on the axial views. There's a polypoid mass which is near the ampulla. And again, this could be an ampullary tumor. It could be a duodenal tumor. It could even be in theory a distal common bile duct tumor, perhaps, though a bit eccentric. What this really isn't is an adenocarcinoma of the pancreas in all likelihood. This patient had surgery, and indeed, this was a duodenal tumor. It was really strange. This ended up being a lymphangioma. Now, one has to admit, I've seen one lymphangioma in my time, and this is the case I've seen. So very unusual. I would have thought of this as maybe an ampullary lesion versus duodenal adenocarcinoma. But the one thing it's not typically is going to be a pancreatic adenocarcinoma. Again, the reconstructed views are very helpful in this regard. This patient had a newly detected adrenal mass, and when you look at the CT, non-contrast, large mass, faint calcifications, necrosis, I'm thinking carcinoma every single time. Lymphoma tends to be bilateral, metastasis from melanoma, I guess it could be, but I couldn't explain the calcification. Now it's interesting the PET was cold, but with adrenals, particularly with hemorrhage, when necrosis in a mass, it may not be of increased uptake. Well, based on the size, this was resected. This was an old adrenal hematoma. That's the most amazing case because I've seen about five or six of these recently. Could I make the call? No. This lesion's coming out. But it's something to think about. We've seen a number of adrenal old hematomas actually simulate primary adrenal malignancies. Just a wonderful case. Now, this last case and the last case of the new new year or the first case of the new year and the last case of the old year, it's this case. What is going on? When you look at the axials and you look at the 3D, what you notice is it's a really subtle finding. We used to quiz people on plain films. There's absence of the right pectoralis muscle, which is shown very nicely on 3D. There's no evidence of the patient having surgery. This is a male. And what could it be? Poland syndrome is the classic syndrome where you get a number of anomalies. One of them is absence of the pectoralis major muscle, which is the case here. Lois Dietz doesn't have that. Lois Dietz has tortuous vessels and aneurysms. Marfan syndrome, dilated aortic root, but no issues with uh, the the muscles of the chest wall, but the patient gets pectus deformities. And Rasmussen's triad, I just invented that because I wanted to name something after Rasmussen. Anyway... Great case. Anyway, that's our last case of 2014. I hope you had a great year, and we look forward to even a greater year in 2015. And we'll see you at the next quiz in January 2015. Catch you later.